I moved, I moved to the lower 48 from Alaska in a Toyota Corolla. I drove down with a friend and um, we were, um, let's be kind and say inexperienced. So when you live in a place that is really cold, uh, you are used to the road buckling. So it gets cold and then it gets it cool, it warms and then it gets cold. And so the road will go seamlessly from paved to unpaved. And so it's easy to um, get in trouble when all of a sudden you are expecting pavement and it becomes dirt road. And so as we were coming out of Alaska, we came upon a man who had um, hit one of these dirt patches and um, flipped his truck. And the person who stopped in front of us was headed to Portland for a paramedic school. And so the, he was talking to the driver and my friend James and I went to pick up all of the things that had fallen out of this man's truck as he rolled. And so, you know, hats and, and clothing and um, applesauce and all the things that he brought for the trip. And in a sign of the times, I found a wad of um, traveler's checks, which for those of you who are too young are these things that we used to get. Anyway, ask an old person. Um, so I found all these traveler's checks and I went, I collected them up and um, went to the man and said, here, you know, put these in your pocket. And he kind of went like this and he said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And he, he said, what, what's, what's your name? And I said, Shanna? And he said, we went to high school together. And um, he recognized my voice. He, he asked us several times to find his glasses because he could not see, but he definitely recognized my voice. And so it turned out that we had all gone to high school together. And so in Alaska, a town is a bar and a post office. Those are the things that you have to have. And so in my very tightly packed Toyota Corolla, we squished things over just enough to fit a third person in, and we drove Phil to the next town, which was a bar, a post office, a diner. Um, I'm sure they had goods. It was, you know, that place. And we were the only three people there. We called the state troopers, and, um, and then it was a little early, but James and I ordered lunch because, you know, we knew we were going to be waiting with him. And, so we waited and the troopers came and got Phil and left and we waited and we waited and we waited. And we're the only two people in the place, right? Except the, the guy who's the clerk and the, the cook and the, all the things, right? So finally he brings out our food. I had ordered a chicken sandwich, my friend had ordered a burger and my chicken sandwich was more or less what I was expecting, you know, a little bit bigger a portion of chicken than I imagined, but still basically what I imagined. James's burger, um, as he describes it, was bun, burger, bun. <laughs> so when you go to um, a fast food place and order a quarter pounder, that is a quarter pound of meat before it's been cooked, right? So by the time you get it, it's not a quarter pound of meat. This burger was a full pound cooked <laughs> which is why it took so long to cook this thing. So because we were 18, my friend James ate that entire burger and a couple of fries. So we get back on the road, we drove to Whitehorse, um, which is in northern Canada, and we stopped for the night. And 
because we were inexperienced. Um, neither of us had a credit card, which is super important if you want a hotel room. So it's two in the morning and we end up talking this middle of the night hotel clerk into giving us a room for the five hours that we're gonna be there. And we pay cash, we sleep for the night, and then in the morning we get back on the road and basically as soon as we get up, I'm saying, all right, you know, can we stop for food? And James says, oh, let's get on the road. Uh, all right, so we drive a little further and, you know, hey James, are, are you feeling hungry? Nope. <laughs> all right, so we drive a little further. I'm like, hey James, I'm getting kind of hungry. He's like, oh, there's some raisins back there. I'm like, mm, I don't want raisins. I'm hungry, right? So finally we get, we have to get gas, thank God, right? So we get to a gas station and I run in to do my thing and I come back out and I'm gonna make a stand. And I come out and I say, we're eating here. You can watch me eat, but we are eating here. And James says, no, we're not. And I'm like, no, we are. And while James was pumping gas, he noticed that all of the family pets at this place were missing things like tails or legs or eyes. We decided to drive a little further before we ate. So we were moving to Seattle and Seattle was huge for us. More lanes of traffic than we'd ever seen side by side, more cars than we imagined. And so we were terrified. And we used to argue those first couple days about who had to drive, which almost always ended with, but it's your car, you have to drive. So one day I'm driving, we have um, our future roommates in the car and we're looking at places to live. And somebody merged very quickly into a space that was probably as big as their car. And so we all, all from Alaska, all 18, had a very um, significant prayer moment um, with a lot of swearing. And James, sort of flustered, went, ah! And I said, no, yes, that was scary. No, we don't need to get off at this exit. We're getting off at the next exit. And the whole car sort of paused for a minute and realized that I responded in words to something that James had uttered from his gut. It was hilarious. But the truth was is that we, me and James had spent so much time together at that point that we didn't actually need words anymore. I was no longer embarrassed to say, I need to stop right now, or I'm hungry, let's eat now, right? Jesus says in today's gospel, ask and you shall receive. And I realized as I read this that sometimes I'm embarrassed to ask. I'm sometimes embarrassed to say the thing that I need or want from a person. And, and the real dividing line for me is a moment of intimacy. Am, do I know this person well enough to say the thing that I really need, to be vulnerable and ask? And so when Jesus says, ask and you shall receive, it hits me a little hard, sometimes harder than other times, right? So James and I became friends in high school, and then we became close friends, and then we went on this road trip, and we got to be really close friends for a while, right? And he, 
though it was a human relationship, human relationships often sort of parallel how our relationship is with God because it's through human relationships that we learn how to be in relationship with God. And so for many of us, we meet God, right? And we develop some kind of relationship. And then many of us have road trip moments illness or fear or trauma or something else, a big mountaintop moment when we meet God in an intense way through the wonder of creation or through love for another person, all of a sudden we get close to God in a way that is surprising, in a way that surpasses words, right? So this is a thing that we do, hopefully, right? I'll get back to those of you who haven't made it there yet, I promise. But these moments are intense and amazing and hit us in places that we don't know to look for. So James and I, over time, we have been friends for... uh, Okay, a long time. Anyway, we've been friends for a while. Um, We're a little older than I thought we were. Um, So over time, we lost touch. There was this several-year stretch when we didn't talk. And um, when we all moved back to this area, my mutual friend said, hey, James and his wife are coming down. Do you want to meet? And I was like, wow, yes. And also, oh, right? I hadn't seen James in a really long time, and in the time since we'd been apart, though, my husband and I and James and his wife all knew each other. We'd gotten married, we'd had children, so all of our lives had changed, and there was this part of me that wasn't sure. Is it okay? Will it be awkward? Does he have really crazy pants politics? Right? What's our conversation going to be like? Will it be weird? I mean, at the very least, I knew that James had a daughter and we had a son, and so at least, you know, when when all else fails, you can look at your children and it's okay. But we met at this park, and within minutes, it became very clear that, in fact, we were able to pick up right where we left off, that we were this group of people who knew each other in a really intimate way, and that just like extended family, it just happened that we were once again in relationship. And that any awkwardness that was there was imagined on my part. And I I think that's human relationships, that human relationships sort of go like this, right? So we are now very close to James and his wife, and we phone and text with them, and we meet on vacation every now and again, a couple times a year. They are my son's godparents. And that is how our relationship is going, is that sometimes we're closer when we visit or just otherwise, and sometimes we move further away, right? And I think for me, that's my relationship with God too, that sometimes I'm out here a little bit and sometimes I'm a little closer. I don't love it when my relationship with God is out here. And there are easy ways for me to start telling myself stories about what's happening between me and God. So if something bad happens, I wonder, am I being punished? Have I made God mad? Has something gone wrong? 
And I begin to feel self-conscious again about asking God for the things I need. I mean, what's appropriate to ask for God? Can I ask God to pull over because I gotta go to the bathroom? Can I ask God to support my sports team in the, I don't know, World Series, Super Bowl, whatever sport thing I'm into, which I'm not. Um, (laughs) Is that appropriate? Is it okay for me to ask for things that maybe shouldn't be, like giving my 16-year-old dog another year? Or what are the things that it is okay for me to ask for? And suddenly, in those outer moments when I feel far away, I begin to be self-conscious about what things I might say. Are all these things okay? As if God doesn't know, right? As if God doesn't know my inner thoughts. Because the truth is, is that God is with us all the time. That in every moment and every day, in all of those times and ways that I feel out here, God is out here with me, right? And all of the perceived discomfort, all the perceived awkwardness is all on my side. God never ever feels awkward about our relationship. God never feels awkward about God's relationship with you either. God is always there, always constant and consistent. God is always, always waiting for us to return, for the circle to go this way. That is always, always who God is. And it is in every moment that we belong to God. And so I ask you, where are you on your journey with God? Have you met God? Have you built a relationship? Have you also had road trips with God? The ones you didn't necessarily want? Where you are, God is with you whether you have not met God yet, whether you have found your way on the outer ring, whether you are on a road trip with God right now, God is with you. May God present God's self. May we all know that we are always in the presence of the divine, whether we are just meeting God for the first time, or again, or on a road trip with God. Amen.